Good morning, y'all. Um, my name's Evan. If I haven't met you yet, um, met Ian this morning for the first time, so there's people out there I haven't met. Um, I'm really excited to get to share, share with you this morning, and um, we're going to be continuing a Christmas message series about um, the gifts of God's character and his character traits um, to us. And uh, this morning we're going to be looking at the gift of patience. Um, so let's get started. Um, at the start, God made everything. When he made us, he made us similar to him and made us to partner with him in enjoying what he made. But we didn't listen to him and wanted to take what wasn't good for us to take. Since then, God has been working to rescue us from that choice. And he sent Jesus to take our punishment and lead us back into that original design where we can know God and partner with God. As Jesus leads us back, he will begin to restore the character of God in us. One aspect of the character of God is that he is a patient God. This morning we're going to look at how God is patient, and we'll look at some passages in the Bible that will teach us about how he's patient and how we can learn to be patient like he is. We're talking about patience. Um, take a couple seconds, this is a good exercise, and think about somebody that has been patient with you. It's a good thing to do. <laughs> to as we think about people we've been patient with. That's just how we are. You know, it's easy for us. Oh yeah, man, I was, I was driving and this person cut me off, but you know, I really, I kept it cool. But man, there's been so many people that have been patient with us throughout our lives, right? Um, it's funny when you think about patience because if someone's really doing a good job of being patient with you, a lot of times you don't even realize it. So it's tough to kind of remember, you know? Um, for me, man, so many people, my parents, um, championship status patience with me uh, as a kid, you know, and I probably, I totally didn't even realize it. Um, Ida, my wife, um, super patient with me, um, all my crazy ideas, um, and I'm sure we all can relate. There's lots of people that come to mind, um, especially if we take some time to think about it. Um, so patience, it's, it's one of these words, like, it has a lot, it can have lots of meanings, um, I think a lot of times when we think of someone who's patient, we think about someone like who doesn't mind like waiting in long lines or um, they don't get frustrated easily. And, and that's not too far off That's uh, as, as how the Bible uses the word patience. Um, let's do, a, we're gonna do a fun little exercise here to kind of see what the Bible has to say about the trait and the word patience. So we're gonna start out, we're gonna read from 1 Samuel 17. And uh, just a little background, this is uh, from the, the story of David and Goliath, which you're all probably really familiar with. If not, um, the Philistines and the Israelites were fighting, and Goliath was this big, he was a giant, he was a warrior for the Philistines. And David was um, a little teenage boy, and he was, a, he was an Israelite, and his brothers, David's brothers, um, who were all older than him, had gone to the, the battle line, 
And so David got, stayed home with his dad, and now he, he's come to bring some food and supplies to his brothers. And um, so we'll pick it up in, in verse 26. So David's um, kind of showing up, and he's asking some embarrassing questions. And verse, verse 26 um, from 1 Samuel 17 says, uh, David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes the disgrace from Israel? Who is this Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And they repeated to him, so they kind of said, yeah, you know, we told you, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, his oldest, oldest brother, heard him, you know, asking these embarrassing questions, you know, he's kind of, you know, probably embarrassed. Um, it says, his nose burned hot at him. Is that what, that's not what it says there. Why have you come down here? That's, that's weird. His nose burned, that's not what it says. Let's read another one. Psalm 2, 4 through 6. Psalm 2, 4 through 6 says, The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his nose and terrifies them in his heat. Is that what it says? Saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. So I'm not, I'm not messing with you. Um, these, this is actually the words in Hebrew. In those two passages, when it talks about anger, it's nose and heat. That's weird, right? Um, so this is a, a Hebrew expression that was actually more commonly used than the word anger in the Bible. They would use some version of that figure of speech about your nose burning hot was, was what they would actually put in there. So it's kind of strange. It kind of makes sense, right? You know, when you get mad, we say you saw red, you know, or your face, you know, gets flushed. Um, and so their expression was, your nose burned hot. Um, so it makes sense. And so it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So that's what they used. It's kind of interesting. Um, we're going to read a, a third passage that's going to kind of bring home why we're talking about people's hot noses. Um, so this is going to be Exodus 34, uh, 5 through 6. And it says, Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him. And this is Moses is encountering God um, after the second, this is the second time with the Ten Commandments. Um, the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his, his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. I couldn't do it because it just didn't really seem right like I did before. But that, in verse 6 there, where it says, slow to anger, in the original Hebrew, it actually says God is long of nose. That's what it says. And that's your first feeling. God is long of nose. And if you think about it, you know, um, it makes sense, right? If, if when you're angry, your nose gets hot, if someone is long of nose, it takes a long time for their nose to get hot. And so they use, that's the, that is the common biblical in Hebrew expression for someone who's patient. So God is long of nose. He's slow to anger is, is how it was interpreted typically, is you slow to anger. Um, so, um, and this is interesting too because this passage, we're just going to sit on this for a second, um, that what I just read um, is actually one of the most quoted verses in the Bible by the authors of the Bible 
because this is the moment where God is describing, the God of the Bible is describing what he's like, who he is. So we're like, oh man, what's God like? We all, I mean, that's a big question, right? What's God like? And that's, you know, we're looking at his, his characteristics um, here in this series. Um, they, man, that's, this, is, this is good knowledge here to know what God's like. So um, he was telling Moses this because he wanted to have a relationship with Moses. And he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know what he's like. Um, so, actually, we're going to read it in, in a few different translations just to kind of like mull it over in our heads, okay? So, um, that was the New American, uh, the, sorry, the um, NIV. This is going to be the um, NAS, and it says, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering. So, it's kind of got that long-nosed idea in there, right? Long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. And then the message says, God, God, a God of mercy and grace, endlessly patient, so much love, so deeply true. It's good. That's what God's like. Um, God models this character trait of patience for us. And... Um, so we're going to take a look at um, how God is patient in the Bible um, and learn about it. I know that uh, many of us come from different uh, backgrounds with family and culture um, and our experiences with religion. Um, and I know that for some people, the God of the Bible may not seem very patient or slow to anger. Um, but we're going to take a look at a passage where um, maybe we can learn something about um, how God is slow to anger. This is going to be Exodus 4, 10 through 15. We'll see what we find there. Um, so a little background. Um, this is going to be, if any of you have seen, it's funny, just the other day, we haven't watched it in a while, but we were watching the Prince of Egypt movie. Have you seen that? Or the Ten Commandments, kind of for the, you know, a little bit farther back. Um, the people of Israel are, in, they've been enslaved in Egypt, and, and God has heard their cry, you know, and, of the oppressed. I love it. And God, is, he's going to take action on their behalf. He's going to take action against evil. Um, and this is how God is, right? He's going to partner with Moses to do that. Kind of interesting. That's just how God is, right? He's going to partner with Moses to do that. And he's building a relationship with Moses to do that. And, but it's weird because as he's doing this, you know, he, he appears to Moses in the burning bush, famous and then he does some different signs using Moses' staff to prove, you know, look, I'm this powerful God. You know, trust me. And, and Moses is having trouble with that. I think we can all relate with having trouble trusting God, right? And he's, he's having trouble with that. He's not trusting God, and he's kind of, he keeps doubting and, and kind of trying to come up with excuses. And so we're going to pick it up here in verse 10. Moses and God are having this interaction about whether or not Moses is going to go back to Egypt to help, you know, let my people go. So verse 10 says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. Then Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. He just kind of keeps. You know, God's like, oh, no, I'm going to take care of it. 
No, I don't want to go. Send someone else. And then verse 14, it says, the Lord's anger burned against Moses. His, his nose was hot. God's nose got hot. Um, and he said, it's like, uh-oh, right? What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He's already on his way to meet you, and he'll be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak, and we'll teach you what to do. That's kind of anticlimactic, right? You know, we think, oh, man, God is angry. Uh-oh, Moses, <laughs> run, you know. Um, but, and I think this is really instructive. This is actually the first time in the Bible where it says that God got angry. First time. It doesn't even say that when the flood happened. So this is the first time. And what does God do? Does he, does he vaporize Moses? You know, I think a lot of times that's what we think, God, the angry God. Um, no, he, he fixes the problem. He comes up with a solution, a fix, you know. Um, and this is, I think, really, I love how God is so slow and patient with Moses, and he's slow and patient with us. And then when he finally gets angry, it's a constructive move that he takes to fix the problem, you know. Um, so your second fill-in is God's anger is slow and constructive. Um, so we're talking about how God is patient, you know. And I mean, I'm sure we all, if we spent some time or even not a lot of time, could think about how God has been patient with us. Um, there's a verse in Romans I love, is uh, Romans 2, 4, says, Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? You know, it's like, um, I was thinking about ways that God's been patient with me. I think a lot of times we kind of tend to focus in on, like, one moment where, you know, we, we sinned or we messed up, um, but for me, I mean, I was thinking about just like the decades of God just bringing me back, bringing me back. You know, I think we all, I think we can relate with that when we think about, um, I, you know, that, that song, that's in my history, that last song we sang, and that was 11 years ago. And that, and that was a little moment, that was one of those moments where God was bringing me back, bringing me back, you know, and man, he's so faithful to do that. Um, and, and the other thing that's really crazy is to think about that, God is slow to anger with us, with me, but then he probably has gotten angry with me. You know, it's not like God hasn't gotten angry with me, but he just allowed, just as we were just looking at, he constructively said, hey, I'm just going to let this happen. I'm going to bring this person into your life. Um, I'm going to let you go down that road a little bit and see what it is, and then I'm, and that's going to bring, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you back. Um, so thank God for his patience and his constructive anger, even. Um, all this thinking about how God is patient um, makes me, we were made like, when, you know, when I was a in, intro talking about how we were made like God, we we're made similar to God, you know, and so God's patient, this is his character, I want to be patient, you know, like God is patient. Um, so, um, Let's kind of shift gears a little bit, and we'll take some time looking at um, how we can be patient toward God, um, like, he, like he's patient. Um, I think it's a little different for us being patient toward God sometimes, because it kind of ends up being about us waiting and trusting him. 
So it's a little bit of a different relationship. Um, but um, this is a really tough deal, I think. If, you know, uh, it's, there's hard stuff in life, you know. Um, and a lot of times the hard stuff is when we have to be patient with God. You know, you think about health problems and, you know, relationship problems and financial issues and what's God doing? You know, why is he letting this happen? And um, hard stuff, hard questions. Um, and how can we be slow to anger with God during those things and trust him? Um, for me, um, I don't know, I, I herniated a disc in my back last year, and, or actually earlier this year, and um, I was off work for like five months, and I've always been pretty healthy, and it was really tough I mean, as any of you who have health problems can relate, um, to just be sidelined by that and not be able to do a lot of the things that I love to do. Um, and I'm a firefighter, so I have to have a strong back to work. Um, and man, so all those things, right? How am I gonna be able to take care of my family? Am I ever gonna work in that job again? What am I gonna do, you know? Um, and for me, it was just, it was, it was like, Fix your posture, strengthen your core, and wait <laughs> for it to heal, you know? And so, wait and wait and walk some and be frustrated and wait. And you couldn't really tell day to day if it was getting better. And I'm sure a lot of you have been there. Um, and all those questions of like, God, what's going on? Why did this happen? Why is this happening? What is going to happen? Um, and... I think, like I mentioned before, a lot of times what comes out of it for us with, you know, being patient with God is there's stuff underneath. God's letting this happen, and it's bringing to the surface other stuff that he wants to work, work on. And, uh, man, can we trust God to take care of us? You know, can we trust him to provide for us? Can we trust him to provide for our family? Is even... Mm, so, um, but we can, we can. And, and I would never have in, had to deal with that question if I hadn't hurt my back, if I hadn't been in that situation where I was waiting and learning to trust God and be patient with him and slow to anger with what was going on. Um, so, um, we're going to take a look at a passage where another, where, a, man, this guy is a champion of the faith, um, it shows us some stuff about how to be um, patient with God. And it's actually kind of a Christmas passage, so that's cool. It's from Luke 2, but the end. So um, we're going to um, look at it now and, t and see what we can learn from it. Luke 2, 25 through 32. And um, we're going to learn about this guy named Simeon and see what he, uh, what he has to show us. So... Um, and there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and, and this man was righteous and devout. And he was looking for the consolation of Israel, like the healing of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents, those were Jesus' parents, brought in the child Jesus, 
to carry out for him the custom of the law. Then Simeon took Jesus into his arms and blessed God and said, and he's got this great song prophecy. It says, now, Lord, you're releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So let's take a look at Simeon and see what we can learn some strategies about how to be slow to anger with God. Um, so Simeon, you know, you get some hints there in the passage. He was probably older, older guy. He's waiting to see the Messiah so that he could die in peace. So he's old, probably older. He's probably been waiting a while for this. Um, I can only imagine that getting old in the ancient world was probably not real comfortable. Um, probably not a real pleasant experience, and there was probably a lot of things that were hard that would have made him want to get frustrated with God. And why, why hasn't the Messiah, you know, I'm hurting here. Um, and uh, things that would have caused him to lose heart and lose hope, but um, he didn't. And he waited, and you see him here um, trusting God and, and being slow to anger with God. Um, the first kind of strategy, first thing that kind of stands out about Simeon as an example for us to learn from is that um, it says that he was righteous and devout. So he was, he, for that to be true, he was reading the scriptures, he was in the word, um, and he probably had a lot of great examples there um, to draw from about learning to be patient with God, slow to anger with God. Like Abraham, who waited and he was old and finally had a son, Isaac, you know, or also a negative example of Abraham, who didn't wait and tried to go around God's plan and what happened there when he had Ishmael with Hagar. Um, so there's these different great examples. Because Simeon was in the Word, reading the Bible, meditating on it, and that was saturating his life, um, it helped him be slow to anger with God. Um, so I think there's some Simeon fill-ins for you guys, but Simeon meditated on the Bible. And by that I mean not like emptying his head in sort of that way of med but like filling his, his mind and his heart and his life with the truths of the scriptures. And, so, and that's something, man, for us to learn to do and to, to do in our lives as we just, in general, that's a, that's a thing to do. Um, secondly, um, Simeon, he was kingdom-minded. So it's like he talks about the consolation of Israel the healing of Israel. And it's like, he cared about what God cared about. You know, that's what's in there. Um, so that really, I think when, when we are people that care about what God cares about, his kingdom, people, um, then we're going to be patient with what he's doing. We're going to be on board. We're going to be on board with what God's doing. And Simeon was, you can kind of see that. He's this is what God cares about, about bringing a Messiah to save the world and to heal Israel. And that's what Simeon cared about, and that's what he was looking for. So I think your second um, kind of Simeon fill-in there is um, Simeon cared about what God cared about, and he was kingdom-minded. Um, and then kind of just, it jumps off the page, and there's a number of different references to it in the passage, but it says that Simeon... Um, Man, he, was, had this, he was in touch with the Holy Spirit. 
with God's Spirit. Um, it says that he was, he was led to the temple in, by the Spirit. He was in the Spirit. Um, and part of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. So, you know, he was just, this is, these are those things. Um, he was in the Word, meditating on the Word, um, and he was kingdom-minded. He was, cared about what God cares about, and he was being led by the Spirit and letting the Spirit guide him. In his, in his days. Um, and so those are big things um, for us to apply, to learn how to be patient with God and what God's doing in our lives. Um, as we think about being patient toward God, and this is kind of the thing I think we all, you know, I come up here and I say, hey, we're going to be talking about being patient. And everyone's like thinking about uh, being patient with each other. That's, that's kind of point, that's part three, is as we learn, so God's patient, we've learned how to be patient toward God, which can be tough. Um, now let's spend some time, we're going to talk about as we, as we become like God and his character, um, let's learn how to be patient toward each other. It's funny because um, I was thinking about examples of being patient uh, during the week, and I had gotten home from work, it was kind of a long night, and I was trying to close my eyes just for a few minutes. And the girls were home, I have a seven and nine year old, and they were just screaming, running around the house, you know, and I'm like, just, you know, and then the dog starts barking and runs out, and I'm sitting there trying to think, like, oh, what's a good example of me being patient? You know, so it was, it was, it was hilarious. And I'm like, yep, there you go. Um, so many examples, parents, you know, I mean, and like I said at the very beginning, Thankful for my parents, <laughs> so patient with me. Um, so lots of examples. I'm sure we can all think of situations where we have not been patient with each other and, um, or with our kids. Um, so let's just take a look at a few things that might be practical for us, figuring out how to be patient. Um, uh, kind of the first one, and I mean, I just went over it with as we, you know, be patient toward God, um, is... All that same stuff that helps us be patient toward God is going to help us be patient with each other and teach us to have the character so that we can be slow to anger. Um, spending time in the Word in the morning, throughout the day, the Bible Project has some great podcasts. You can meditate on the Word um, as you're driving to work. Um, being kingdom-minded. You know, what does God care about? You know, what does God care about? It's a great question to ask, especially when you're starting to get angry. Um, cares about people. Um, and kind of side note to that, too, is, you know, I think it's also really important. Sometimes we will get angry, but let's, ha- let's kind of take a second and have it be constructive, you know, and, and, and guide, you know, to, you know, maybe it's help them through that so they won't do that and hurt themselves. So, um, so yeah, spending time in the Word, being kingdom-minded, um, like Simeon, and also those two things are really going to help us be um, led by the Spirit during our day, you know, um, and, and God's going to send His Spirit to change us and work in our lives and, and bring that fruit um, of the Spirit. Galatians five twenty two through 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, so 
as we do those things, that's what's going to be happening in our lives. Um, the second uh, kind of, I think, common sense takeaway strategy I was thinking about is, I love how it says that God's slow to anger. Um, he is slow to anger, and I think there's also wisdom in that, just kind of slowing down. A lot of times when we lose it and we get angry and we're destructively angry is when we, we move too quickly in that, in that response. And so, I mean, it's a real common sense thing, right? Take, take a breath, count to ten, leave the room, go for a walk, um, you know, slow down in that reaction. Um, I think it's also really important that as, I mean, it's great. Hey, we're going to be on the same page. The flip side is let's be looking, you know, the folks that we're in relationship with, if you can tell they're starting to get angry, you know, be partnered with them in that. And hey, let's put that on the shelf for a little bit. Let's, let's put some space here and, and I'll come back and we'll, we'll address that later, you know, instead of, you know, because we can help each other, you know. Um, it takes two to tango, <laughs> you know, so let's not push that, that topic and, and, and get into a big problem um, and uh, help them learn and help them be able to be slow to anger is a really important thing. So, um, and then the last one, and this is a real, for me, not always true, but it can mostly be true, I think, gut punch is... Um, I think a lot of the time, if I really look back at situations where I got destructively angry, and by that I mean it wasn't helpful, <laughs> um, did I really care about that other person? You know, was that something? I, did I really care about them? You know, something to think about. You know, um, I I don't think so. I think in a lot of those situations, I cared about me. You know, and that's a that's something to just ponder. <laughs> You know, and, uh, and as we spend time in the Word and become kingdom-minded, and, and Jesus has his way with us in our lives and, and, and makes us more like himself, we're going to care less about ourselves and care more about each other, you know? So um, I think you're, there's a fill-in there for you. If you care about someone, you'll be patient with them. Um, so we're going to kind of close on down. Um, I got um, a verse to kind of uh, wrap up some of this stuff. Ephesians 4, um, 1 through 3. Um, and I just love it. It's a great sum up. Um, Therefore, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called. To be like Jesus. To care about his kingdom. To let God be our king. You know, that's our calling. With all humility and gentleness, with patience showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Um, yeah, let's just um, kind of tr- you know, transition, uh, spend a, maybe a minute, minute or two and um, think about some of this. I'm sure that all this patience talk <laughs> has brought up um, some relational stuff and uh, maybe moments or, or folks that we want to go back and, and um, you know, get right with, um, maybe um, clear up. And um, also, I'm sure that it maybe has brought up some stuff where we were thinking about things that maybe we're holding our heart, anger toward God, um, 
which can be really hard. And um, so I encourage you to think about that. Um, I know it has for me brought up a lot of those things. And um, yeah, just be praying about it. And we have folks that will be happy to pray with you afterward um, and if, you, if you need it. And um, yeah, love you guys a lot. Merry Christmas. Um, let's, let's pray. King Jesus, um, we love you. And, uh, yeah, I just ask that you would be um, speaking to each heart this morning. Um, uh, and not just this morning, but this afternoon and tomorrow. Um, and uh, I love that you um, never get tired of um, calling us back um, and, and wanting to spend time with us, wanting to know us, um, and um, just that patient, patient, slow, um, faithful, drawing us back um, uh, in spite of what we've done, how we are. Um, you're good, God. I just ask that your kingdom would come um, and that you would uh, establish it in our lives and in this church, um, in our communities. We love you, Jesus. Ask that um, you, know, you just go ahead of us. In your name we pray. Amen.